0: Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you.
1: Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. everyone this is rosie tran and welcome to stupid sexy privacy a Weiwo.tv special report sponsored by our friends at duckduckgo you may have heard my voice at the end of every episode on Weiwo.tv. i'm the one asking you to leave a review which by the way i hope you've done right you've left us a review okay great unless you're lying <clears throat> well i'm a lot more than a voice I'm also Weiwo.tv's Intrepid Reporter, and over the course of this mini-series, I'm going to share with you short, actionable tips you can use to protect your privacy. These tips were sourced by our fearless leader, he really hates when we call him that, BJ Mendelssohn. BJ, for those of you who may not know, is the author of the book Privacy and How We Get It Back, a book that was published in the before times. This means before COVID. BJ is currently writing a sequel called How to Protect Yourself from Fascists and Weirdos. So everything we're going to hear in this mini-series is the most up-to-date information he's researched, bringing us into 2023 and beyond. Throughout the series, you're also going to hear from some special guests and experts in the information security field. You hear that sound? That means it's time for today's privacy tip! Did you get your privacy notebook? If not, go back and listen to our first episode. Then get yourself a privacy notebook. We're gonna use it a lot throughout this mini-series. This week's episode is a perfect example. That's because today we want you to make a list in your privacy notebook of all the internet connected devices that you own. This can include your router and modem, of course, but also your Amazon Echo device, your smart TV, and even your humidifier. Yes, even your humidifier. If it's in your home and it connects to the internet, you wanna keep track of it. Here's how we determine what goes in the Privacy Notebook offline and what goes into your 1Password Manager online. If you access the service through your phone or laptop, you can put the passwords into your password manager. There are exceptions, like for your 1Password master password, but almost everything else can go into 1Password. But, if you own a device in your home that can also connect to the internet, those are the devices you wanna document in your notebook for maximum security. You're gonna want those usernames and passwords offline. Make sense? So, why do you want to keep track of these internet-enabled devices? They're easy to hack. That's really the bottom line here. And that's because most people just use the default username and password for those devices and then forget to update the software on a regular basis. So in your privacy notebook, we want you to come up with new, stronger passwords for all of your home devices. And you also want to make a note of the last time you updated their software. We'll have more to say about internet-connected devices next week, but for right now, we want to leave you with this actionable suggestion. Set aside an hour on the last day of every month. This is gonna be your time to practice good privacy hygiene. Set aside an hour on the last day of every month. This is gonna be your time to practice good privacy hygiene. One of the things you'll do on the day is to update the software on all of your home devices. You don't need to change the passwords unless one of those devices suffers a data breach. Regular software updates is the easiest thing you can do to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos, but you have to make it a habit if you're gonna succeed. That's why we suggest setting aside one hour, once a month, to update the software on your home's internet-connected devices. Are you still listening? We hope so, because we have a special surprise. Back in 2017, BJ's first book on privacy came out. It was called Privacy and How We Get It Back. Broadway actor Roger Wayne did the narration for the audio edition of the book. Our editor, Andrew, was nice enough to go through the audiobook and pull out the sections that are still very much worth sharing with you today. So, if you stick around and listen to this miniseries after every privacy tip, you'll hear another excerpt from BJ's book, Privacy and How We Get It Back. Take it away, Roger!
0: 2. The First World War and the Last Days of Privacy As America enters the First World War, it does so with a wary eye on issues abroad. The rise of fascism and communism, and domestic, the waves of immigrants who seemingly don't want to assimilate. These issues, as well as the war itself, leads to the government making a series of decisions that altered the privacy of American citizens, and citizens of countries around the world, forever. For most Americans, the government collecting data en masse and doing who knows what with it is less than desirable. But this government collection of data has also been occurring for over 100 years longer than you and I have been alive. There seem to be specific moments, historically speaking, where the public gets worked up about government data collection. Then we forget about it, and the data collection continues until someone else reminds us that it's happening. This enrages the public all over again, and we're lulled back to sleep with iPads filled with episodes of Fuller House. We forget that this sort of mass data collection on the civilian population has been going on forever, And so, a little reminder now and again that this is happening isn't the worst thing. Here's a quick test to show you what I mean. Remember that time the NSA was passing around sexy photos of people that they came across in their data collection efforts? No? Well, that was only a few years ago. How soon we forget. Also, I don't see much of a point in wasting your time talking about what the American government, or any government really, does on the data collection front. They've been doing it forever and will continue to do it long after all that's left on this earth are Ryan Seacrest and his larvae. The only exception I want to make is this. I want you to know how mass data collection and surveillance all got started. It's important to understand when the relationship between the American government and its citizens changed to the point where mass data collection was deemed necessary in the first place. Because what stems from that change, I argue, is the end of privacy. It was during this time that the government started collecting data and asking private companies to share their data with them as well. Other countries followed suit, because if the Americans could get away with doing this, then why not them? As technology became more sophisticated, the ability of the government and those companies they were collaborating with to obtain even more data grew. And since those companies and the government were sharing all that data anyway, someone had the bright idea to start making a profit from it. So everything that we talk about in this book has a clearly defined starting point. And that starting point is World War
1: I. I'm a Facebook hipster. I then deleted my Facebook account and then re-upped it in 2005 and have not been able to get off the stupid thing since. So, so why can't you get off? So what are your... <laughs> <laughs> you guys... The award-winning Smashing Security podcast, hosted by Graham Cluley and Carol Terrio each week, it takes an irreverent look at cybersecurity and online privacy, helping you find out what's happening with your data. Find it in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast apps, or at smashingsecurity.com. It's not all filth.
0: Don't trust those Germans! If you're an American, World War I is usually a blip on the radar screen of history class. This is because America didn't get involved in the global conflict until near the end of the war, and also because most history teachers are stuck teaching to tests generated by large for-profit companies that have swindled their way into completely dominating the American education system. So, if it's not the pilgrims, the revolution, Civil War or World War II, the odds are good most kids aren't going to learn about it because it won't be on the test. Given this trend, it's not surprising that we don't stop to examine or think about the war to end all wars anymore, aside from maybe marveling at how badass Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman looked fighting her way across No Man's Land in the movie. She did indeed look pretty badass. Although the United States didn't join World War I until near its end, people in America took sides from the very beginning. Some went to other countries, such as France and Canada, in order to fight against the Germans. There were also reports of German-Americans and recent immigrants to America from Germany who left the U.S. to fight for Germany. Then there were reports that Germany had thousands of men already in America who were going to take part in an invasion of Canada in order to force the British to split their focus between two fronts. As entering the war looked more and more likely, pervasive anti-German sentiment finally became such an issue that presidential candidates were weighing in on whether or not any German-Americans could be trusted. Entering the war itself was also an election issue, with Woodrow Wilson running for a second term as president with a slogan that said, He kept us out of war. And when America finally entered the war, not long after Wilson was re-elected president, Wilson decided to do a series of things that altered the fabric of the country, To deal with these perceived troubles at home. Concerns about spies in America date back to 1798 and the Alien Enemies Act, which allowed for the government to arrest and seize the property of citizens of other countries residing in the U.S. However, Wilson's actions following our entry into World War I in 1917 were without precedent toward American citizens at that time. First, some German-Americans were rounded up and placed in internment camps, while others were forced to register with the government as part of the government's effort to track their movements and whereabouts during the conflict. Then, Wilson and Congress passed the Espionage
1: Act. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. Tracking is a comprehensive program. Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online from websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Thank you for listening to Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weiwo.tv special report. Do you need a privacy audit? To help find new episodes of weiwo.tv, BJ is offering one-on-one privacy audits. These are private, one-time consultations that are conducted securely through Signal. During the audit, BJ will walk you through all 23 steps from our special report to help you better protect your privacy. Now, just to be clear, we're going to share all 23 steps with you here, for free, in this podcast miniseries. Because these are all tactics you can use right now to help protect yourself from fascists and weirdos, and we want to help keep everyone safe. These privacy audits are meant for people who may need some extra help implementing these steps or have additional questions that they want answered. You can have your one-on-one privacy audit with BJ by sending an email to BJMendelson at Duck.com. That email again is BJMendelson at Duck.com. And we'll see you next time right here on Waywo.tv, right?